chapter ten of explanation of catholic morals this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. explanation of catholic morals by john h stapleton covetousness what is a miser asked the teacher of her pupils and the bright boy spoke up and answered one who has a greed for gold but he and all the class were embarrassed as to how this greed for gold should be qualified the boy at the foot of the class came to the rescue and shouted out misery less wise answers are made every day in our schools misery is indeed the lot if not the vice of the miser tis true that this is one of the few vices that arrive at permanent advantages the others offering satisfaction that lasts but for a moment and leaves nothing but bitterness behind yet the more the miser possesses the more insatiable his greed becomes and the less his enjoyment by reason of the redoubled efforts he makes to have and to hold but the miser is not the only one infected with the sin of avarice he is not an ordinary but an extreme case he is the incarnation of the evil he believes in hopes in and loves gold above all things he prays and sacrifices to it gold is his god and gold will be his reward a miserable one this degree of the vice is rare or at least is rarely suffered to manifest itself to this extent and although scarcely a man can be found to confess to this failing because it is universally regarded as most loathsome and repulsive still few there are who are not more or less slaves to cupidity pride is the sin of the angels lust is the sin of the brute and avarice is the sin of man scripture calls it the universal evil we are more prone to inveigh against it and accuse others of the vice than to admit it in ourselves sometimes it is the pot calling the kettle black more often it is a clear case of sour grapes disdain for the dollars that speak the mighty dollars in abundance and in superabundance is rarely genuine there are concerning the passion of covetousness two notions as common as they are false it is thought that this vice is peculiar to the rich and is not to be met with among the poor now avarice does not necessarily suppose the possession of wealth and does not consist in the possession but in the inordinate desire or greed for or the lust of riches it may be and is difficult for one to possess much wealth without setting one's heart on it but it is also true that this greed may possess one who has little or nothing it may be found in unrestrained excess under the rags of the pauper and beggar they who aspire to or desire riches with avidity are covetous whether they have much little or nothing christ promised his kingdom to the poor in spirit not to the poor in fact spiritual poverty can associate with abundant wealth just as the most depraved cupidity may exist in poverty another prejudice favorable to ourselves is that only misers are covetous because they love money for itself and deprive themselves of the necessaries of life to pile it up but it is not necessary that the diagnosis reveal these alarming symptoms to be sure of having a real case of cupidity 
they are covetous who strive after wealth with passion various motives may arouse this passion and although they may increase the malice they do not alter the nature of the vice some covet wealth for the sake of possessing it others to procure pleasures or to satisfy different passions avarice it continues to be whatever the motive not even prodigality the lavish spending of riches is a token of the absence of cupidity rapacity may stand behind extravagance to keep the supply inexhausted it is covetousness to place one's greatest happiness in the possession of wealth or to consider its loss or privation the greatest of misfortunes in other words to over-rejoice in having and to over-grieve in not having it is covetousness to be so disposed as to acquire riches unjustly rather than suffer poverty it is covetousness to hold or give begrudgingly when charity presses her demands there is in these cases a degree of malice that is ordinarily mortal because the law of god and of nature is not respected it is the nature of this vice to cause unhappiness which increases until it becomes positive wretchedness in the miser anxiety of mind is followed by hardening of the heart then injustice in desire and in fact blinding of the conscience ending in a general stullification of man before the god mammon all desires of riches and comfort are not therefore avarice one may aspire to and seek wealth without avidity this ambition is a laudable one for it does not exaggerate the value of the world's goods would not resort to injustice and has not the characteristic tenacity of covetousness there is order in this desire for plenty it is the great mover of activity in life it is good because it is natural and honorable because of its motives End of chapter ten